Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. The Proverbs 31 woman tells us about this woman who has a passion and a heart and a discipline and a wisdom in the way that she serves the Lord in her home. And it's so inspiring to see all of the different ways that she serves inside of her house, outside of her house, with her body as she serves her family, as she serves those surrounding her. And in some ways, I think about this podcast as a picture of the Proverbs 31 woman, because we go through all of these different topics week by week, drawing on the strengths of the different women who I'm able to have as guests here, as they share the areas of their life that God has really put a passion in their heart for. And today we're actually going to be talking about something that I see standing out in Proverbs 31. There's a verse, Proverbs 31, 17, that says, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. And this is an area of self-care that our culture completely twists in a different direction. And I'm so excited to just be turning back to truth and really setting our mind back on the truth of the Lord, the truths of his word, as we talk about self-care today and what self-care actually looks like as we take care of ourselves as women who love the Lord and want to serve him in, in our homes and in the communities around us. So I'm really excited to introduce a friend to you. Her name is Margot Martin. And Margot and I were friends in college in choir. So super fun to be able to reconnect and come together in this area. She has four girls who are nine, eight, four, and two. So Margot is in the trenches of motherhood with us all. She has been married for 12 years, and she has a really beautiful story about how God really took a hold of her life in some areas that were not in the discipline and control that she wanted them to be in and really did a 180 for her. And I'm excited for you to get to hear about how God has really shaped her life in different ways and how she has used her journey to be able to encourage other moms and how she'll be able to encourage you today too. And you can find Margot on Instagram at the grace filled life for more encouragement there and um, stick with us all the way through the end. I'm excited to share a little bit about some of the ways we're going to encourage you more in the Instagram realm as this week continues. So Margot, thank you so much for being here today. Yay, Krista. It's so fun to connect with you again. I'm so excited to be here. This is an area I'm super passionate about. Well, I'm glad it was funny when I had followed you on your Instagram and been seeing the life you were living. And we hadn't even spoken in many years. years. College yeah. was so many years ago now. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, Are we that old? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the time just went by really fast. Um, but but this is exactly what I wanted us to talk about. So I'm really glad that that I saw you sharing your heart so clearly in that space. That's a really wonderful thing. So uh, why don't we go ahead and jump in talking some about self-care? Uh, so what, what do you think true self-care actually looks like? True self-care. Okay. Well, I, first of all, I want to say for any mom that's listening to this, 
I'm coming to you from a, a sharing from a place. Uh, this was an area I really struggled with for 31 years of my life. And just almost seven years ago is when I really started to, I went through a really hard situation that caused me to kind of reevaluate how I was taking care of myself. Um, because I wasn't, um, just to give you a little bit of background, if that's okay, mm-hmm. before I kind of yeah, jump that's into great. what that's self-care great. is. Um, I grew up in a pastor's home. I have wonderful parents. Um, I have a wonderful mom who is like the epitome of a servant. Um, and I think, but I do think that sometimes when you grow up in the church in a pastor's family, you kind of serve yourself into the ground. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think that I grew up in a family where I don't know that we were ever taught how to take care of ourselves. Well, we just served until we didn't have any left, anything left to give. And then you serve some more. And then that leaves you feeling depleted and into these patterns that I carried with me into, into adulthood and into motherhood. So when I was 31, I found myself with two young children. They were two and one at the time. And we went on a camping trip and I just lost it. I realized how unhealthy I was. I spilled a coffee pot in the camper and that was the end of it for me. I lost my mind. Like I was crying. I was sobbing. I honestly felt like so depressed. I was almost feeling like I didn't, I was like, what is, this isn't even worth it anymore to live. Like I was feeling that bad about myself. Mm -hmm. And then what I realized was that I was looking at self-care all the wrong way. Um, so kind of to get back to your question, like what does the world like define as self-care? I think that our world defines self-care um, as almost like a self-love. Like you need to love yourself. You need to put yourself first above all things, which there are not, that's not wrong in and of itself. Right. But it's wrong when it becomes idealistic. And then you have the other side. If you've grown up in the church of like self-care means that you serve until, like I said, you mm-hmm. don't have anything left to give. And so I think what I have found is that there's gotta be a balance because mm-hmm. and there's gotta be a balance centered right around where God wants us to be. And that's what I think that we are called to look at. Absolutely. I've been thinking a lot about how the passages, there are those couple passages that I think we use a lot as Christian moms that, you know, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for men. And which is true, Mm -hmm. but whatever we do work at it with all the heart is working for the Lord. That doesn't mean we have to do all of the Lord's work for him, that he never expected us to do everything, but we act as though we should. And then there's that other passage that says, Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's like, I can do it. I can keep going. And even if I go back and read that passage in Proverbs, there's a part where it says she wait, she gets up before the sun or she gets up while it's still dark or something. But oftentimes when I step back and look at the context of these passages, I mean, that I can do all things. It's actually talking about being content in all circumstances. And maybe that's Maybe that's actually what we need to look at. Maybe it's a lack of contentment that's part of our problem that keeps us in this rat race of thinking we can do all, we can be all. Right. Exactly. Well, and we have to take a look to it. What does God ask of us, right? As moms specifically, Mm. since we're kind of talking that way, like he asks us, well, all of us, no matter moms or not to, like it says in Deuteronomy six, it says that we're called to love the Lord, our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and all of our strength, strength. right. With our bodies. And I think that that's an area that we so often neglect as moms because we're so busy taking care of all these other little people bodies, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like we're busy taking care of them and their needs. And we're, we're literally laying down our lives to take care of our children. But lots of times we, we lay down ourselves at the same time. And that's not what God calls us to, 
do, um, that's not the example that God calls us to set for our children, right? We're called to take care of ourselves and have our arms be strong and our minds be strong and our bodies be healthy so that we can do all that he has set before us. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and, um, you know, I think that lots of times we associate self-care with, um, you know, putting, putting our needs first and that causes other people to suffer in our, in a cultural view. Right. But what Mm -hmm. God calls us to do is, and this is something he's really been working with me on is that self-care is putting your most important needs. So that would be our spiritual and our physical needs right first Mm -hmm. so that those around you don't suffer and that so God can stay first. So we got to talk about how we can prioritize that and how to do Mm -hmm. that, because that's something I think that a lot of us know as moms, like, I know I need to be doing this, but like, how do, how does this look like where, like, how can I do this tangibly? Right. Like this all sounds really great, but then there's also real life. Yeah. No, I was thinking it's kind of ironic that, uh, this is the conversation we're doing because my, the spiritual and the physical, I like that we, that you narrowed it down to those two and we'll really hone in on those, the spiritual health and the physical health, because there has to be care in both areas that when I think about the way our world looks at self-care, it's not about spiritual health normally, and it's not even about physical health normally. Maybe it's about like intense momentary rest, which that, that can be good for physical health, but so often it can be about, you know, filling yourself with other things, whether it's wine or treats or, you know, media consumption, which, you know, maybe different things within moderation, but when that's what we're running to, to fill our cup, that's never going to fill us to overflowing. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's focus in on those spiritual and physical aspects that are true, sustaining self-care for the believer. Um, like I was saying, I think it's funny we're doing this this week because my physical self-care, the area of resting within that has just been so hard for me lately, like Mm. being totally transparent. Anyone who listens and is like, oh man, Chris has just got it together. Like guys, this is why Margo's talking with me on this because this is, <laughs> this is the struggle of my heart right now. I mean, I'm getting the stuff done and I'm checking the things off my list and I'm serving all of my people, but I'm really struggling with prioritizing my physical care and my rest in the process of it right now. Like how do I do it in the amount of hours I have? So that question you asked, what does the Lord ask of us? is going to be one that I'm really going to chew on because that may be why I'm not sleeping enough. So right. thank you for that already. Yeah. Um, so let's talk first about spiritual self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What does that, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the most obvious one is like making time to be with God. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think as moms, trust me, I get it. The days are, they, they are, they go by so fast, but they're so long at the same time. Isn't that funny how that is? (laughs) Um, but I, you know, I really think that if we're not like filling up our cup with Jesus first, we're always going to be running on empty. Right. And I tell Mm -hmm. that to my kids all the time, like you got to fill up your fuel tank. (laughs) And I, Mm -hmm. and I, I use that. I even use that phrase with them. I was like, mommy needs to fill up her fuel tank. Like I need, I'm on empty and I need to take a minute and that's okay to tell your kids that too. But to get back to the spiritual part, um, you know, I think it's, it's, time with the Lord in prayer, intentional time. Mm -hmm. And I think that one place that I found that a lot of people get lost with this is that 
<laughs> we don't, we try to do it on our own. And sometimes hmm. spiritually as moms, it needs to be done in community and with accountability for it to even hmm. get done. And I think that that's okay. Like, I think that sometimes we struggle with feeling like this inward guilt as mom is like, I should be doing this. I should be getting up and I should be doing that instead of resting in the grace of the season we're in and asking other people to come step alongside of us and say like, Hey, I'm struggling with this on Monday, Wednesday, Friday can we get up early together and text each other and just know that we're going to be up separately studying the word for even mm-hmm. 15 minutes, 15 minutes. We're not talking, you don't have to spend an hour, you know? Um, but I think that it, it means that we're looking to God purposely to sustain us for our days and our moments daily. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about a funny passage and I believe it's in Luke where Jesus goes away. It's after his first long stretch of miracles. So it's been like thing after thing that he's done that he's just poured out for others. And I love when I think about Jesus doing these things for others, because it reminds me he can empathize because sometimes it feels like that as a mom, like what did I get done today? I did this, I did this, I did this. And they're all these pouring out things that are good and that are important. And Jesus did that. So he can empathize with us in these places. And so the next morning he gets up early which I know is the first thing that, especially (laughs) when you have little ones, it's Mm -hmm. so hard. So I get it. Uh, He goes away to be alone with the father, it says. And then who is it? But Peter, of course, right? With, with, With some of the other disciples who show up and find him and say, we've been looking for you all over. <laughs> and I, and I just have laughed at that so many times thinking how many times have I thought, okay, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to have some quiet time. And then here comes the pitter patter of little feet and they turn the corner. And I've even had been woken up or greeted by the one who just woken up, woke up saying to me, I've missed you. And I thought, how did you miss me? We've been, (laughs) it was only sleeping that we were apart, Um, but realizing Jesus can sympathize with us in that. Mm -hmm. And he didn't turn them away in that space. He welcomed them in. And so oftentimes that spiritual filling, when we're prioritizing it, we need to realize, at least I, I need to realize it doesn't look like what it used to look like that Mm -hmm. before I had children when I only had one child, when I only had two children, when they were babies only, all of those seasons, it looks different. And so if it's looking different or if it needs to look different, that's okay. Let it look different. It looked different than Jesus had planned that morning. I mean, he's Jesus. So I guess he knew when he went away that they were going to come, but, but it looked different than he had, than he had intended when he went away. And that's okay. Yes, exactly. And I think the big thing that I always tell moms too, is that, um, it doesn't have to look the same way every day too. Like Mm -hmm. you, it can be different, but what I have found to be the best way of going about it is to create, create a sustainable rhythm for yourself. So it's a, it's becomes a spiritual discipline instead of something you just try to do. Does that make sense? You know, and I think, and there's so much more freedom found in creating a rhythm, a sustainable rhythm. I call it a rhythm of grace, you know, that Mm -hmm. you sometimes, you know, cause like, for example, I have found with four small children, my only time really to get my time in, in the word and to do, you know, any sort of physical exercises, getting up before them. And I'm not a morning person naturally, but I never regret doing it. And I, when I, and like, for example, we, my kids, um, 
just recently finished up their school year. And so this week has been like off and on with it. You know, it just hasn't been, I've been like, you know, just been my early mornings haven't happened every single day and that's okay. But I know my sustainable rhythm is something that it takes a while to build, but that's my normal. Does that make sense? And I feel like there's a lot of freedom in that. Absolutely. Yeah. It totally makes sense. So my healthy rhythm that I have, and then I want to hear yours too. You can share yours. So my rhythm for spiritually filling myself is I keep my Bible. And if I'm reading a book, that's a truth focused life-giving book, right? Also at the time, I will keep that and my Bible with my baby's diaper changing supplies (laughs) because yes, I have to do that. I can't just not change his diaper. Like that's going to happen. So that's where it sits. And when we get up, we come down the hall because it's me and the baby. I get up with him. I'm in a strange space of having olders who stay up later and littles who get up early. So Mm -hmm. I, I truly most mornings cannot actually get up before my youngest, or I will not get enough sleep if I'm staying up as late as my oldest need to stay up at night. Um, So it's fine. It's just a unique space. So I get up with my little, we make my coffee and then go to change his diaper. And my Bible is right there. So it's like literally waiting for me. And it's not a beautiful space. Like I keep that Mm -hmm. space. I actually do purposefully keep that space orderly because that way I know the space is prepared. It's like preparing a table. You know, you have your space set for yourself, but I, I just mean, it's literally sitting with diapers. That's yeah. the extent of it right now. And that's a holy space. Isn't that crazy? Like that, yes. that like, because Jesus meets us where we're at, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. in a dark room while your baby's falling asleep in your arms and you're reading a verse, you know, on you version, the app or whatever it may be, you know, God can meet us in those spaces right by the diapers, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what does I your am- rhythm look like? Well, I, you know, I'm kind of into this new season that I've never been in because I've been having babies for so long, you know, and so my youngest is two and a half and, you know, she sleeps well through the night. Um, Well, my third child is like the worst of all of them and she still wakes up at random times. So my rhythm doesn't always stay the same because of my four-year-old, but that's okay. Um, But my rhythm is, and like I said, if you're hearing this going, like I could never do that. Six years ago, I said, I could never do that. (laughs) And I've been, and Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. So just know that this is not, this is a rhythm I've built, um, not being a morning person. But for me, I get up uh, during the school year, I get up between five and 515. Um, and because if I don't do it, then I don't do it because I'm just not disciplined enough to do it later in the day, to be honest with you. So I get up in the morning and I, um, make my cup of coffee, or sometimes if I'm going to do my workout, I do my, I drink my (laughs) pre-workout, just Mm -hmm. trying to simplify, trying to use all my time. Um, and then I sit down at our dining room table, um, and I just pull out my Bible and my journal and it just stays there in the front room. Kind of like what you were saying all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's my spot and my chair. Um, and other people's stuff might be on the table on the other end they know on this part of the table, that's my spot. (laughs) And I get up in the morning and, um, and what I have found to be really good for me is just spending time getting back to journaling. This is a new thing Mm. for me. Um, because I was realizing as a mom, another thing that I'm really passionate about is I realized that I wasn't praying enough for my kids because I would get so busy. And I was like, why are we struggling with these things? And the Lord is like, you're not praying for your kids enough. Like you're, you're doing your throw up prayers. I call them, you know, like, Mm, like just, you know, and so I sit down in the morning and I take one child, I 
take one child a day and I journal and I pray for them just briefly. It doesn't take me very long. And then I've been, I, I always have to have a plan or else I fall apart. So whether I do Bible study fellowship and I have a study to go through or reading through the Bible in the year, whatever it may be, I try to make it easy for myself to have that kind of accountability to get it done. Um, cause I need accountability is really big for me. So yeah. So I sit down, I journal, I do, I read part of my devotional and then do whatever the part of either the Bible I'm reading or the Bible study that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I like that neither of us said in those spaces. Okay. So I get out my phone and respond to some emails and then I do the thing or I get out my phone and I go on Instagram and then I do the thing. And I have absolutely been guilty of that, that I wake up, I check my phone, go down the hall with it. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm checking something while I'm getting my coffee. And I've been really convicted that that is not the place that actually fills me. I think about Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. He, he, my cup overflows for his name's sake. It's he, 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 he's the one who does those things. It's never some outside source. And, um, I did a recording with a gal, uh, Whitney newbie, it's episode 87 about putting our phones down. And for okay. some of us, yeah, it was really convicting to me mm-hmm. for some of us, myself included, that might be a starting point in realizing what hurdles are coming in between me and these areas of true self-care, truly taking care of myself. What mm-hmm. is getting in the way of it? And yeah. I bet for most of us, our phone is one of the things. Yeah, absolutely. And I run, you know, I run my business on my phone for the most Mm -hmm. part. And so that's been a big challenge for me in the morning to get up and I have to leave it in the other room or else I get sucked into the vortex. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, like I just do, you know, it's hard. It's hard not to, but, um, you know, I have literally had found myself like sometimes before I do my quiet time, if I need my phone there for some kind of referencing that I'm doing, I literally will delete my apps off of my phone for that moment because I just, Mm. I get so distracted. So, uh, whatever it takes, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about spiritual taking care of ourselves spiritually. Let's move to the other side. Let's talk about taking care of ourselves physically. So mm-hmm. if our body is a temple of the Holy spirit and we were bought at a price, so we should honor God with our bodies. What do you think that looks like for the believer? Yeah. Well, kind of like we mentioned before, I think this is an area where a lot of moms get stuck because like I said, we're caring so much for other people, but you know, like, like you were saying at the, you know, at the very beginning, the Proverbs 31 woman is someone that if you've been around church, any amount of time you're familiar with. And I think it's easy to get intimidated by all that she does, right? Like she's doing all these things. She, like you were saying, she works into the night. She does this. She's thinking ahead of time. She's, you know, her children rise up and call her blessed. Like I can't imagine my kids walking in in the morning and be like, blessed are you mom? You know, like, but that's like what she, I mean, they're saying her kids see all that she's doing. And she's like this amazing woman. But one thing that I think we forget about this woman is that, yes, she's physically strong, which I do want to talk about in just a second, but she also grew up in a different culture that was centered around purposeful Sabbath rest. So this woman in the Hebrew culture would work hard six days of the week, and then she was commanded from God from sundown to sundown to rest in God. 
right? And so when we look Mm -hmm. at physical health, we have to realize that as moms, we are commanded to Sabbath rest and we have to figure out how to, a way to do that creatively. Cause mm-hmm. most of us right now don't do that sundown to sundown. Right. But in order for us to be strong physically, we also have to combine rest. So I think that when we mm-hmm. look at being physically at physical self-care, we have to look at it in the whole picture and look at what does rest, healthy rest look like combined with what is healthy. Uh, what, what does it look like to take care of our bodies? in the right way, the way that God has commanded us to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did an episode a while ago too, that I will link at the bottom that specifically is about the importance of Sabbath. Um, I believe it was in the thirties, but it was a really good one and very challenging for me and, because it's not something, yeah, episode 38, it was the importance of Sabbath, but it's not yeah. something that I naturally lean to. Um, but we have to physically take care of our bodies because if we don't, we're not going to last for the long run. And right. When I think about, you know, people say, what do you want your life to look like in five years? What do you want your life to look like in 10 years? I want to be a mom who's able to be chasing after my children when we're playing outside. I want to be a mom who's able, I want to be a grandma who's able to run with my grandchildren and, and pick them up and swoop them up into my arms and I realize that those things don't just happen overnight or automatically. And it's a really unique thing too, as a woman, physical care is different as a woman than it is as a man too, because our bodies have gone through these journeys of pregnancy that really take our bodies through a lot of physical, takes a big physical toll on our bodies. Uh, And I was, have been talking with my husband about this as we've been on a big physical journey of just physical care journey ourselves Mm -hmm. and getting healthier over the last year. And it's interesting as we've compared different things and I've had to say, but the thing is, let's remember, I was also coming off of carrying our fifth baby. So that's Mm -hmm. a very different place than where a man's coming from. Their body hasn't been through all of that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's true. And I think that we often, uh, as moms and as a culture confuse strength equating to a number on the scale, which is something Mm. I'm really passionate about getting rid of, you know, and, um, I, when I, I mentioned that moment earlier when a six, no, it's no seven. Yeah. Seven years ago when I had the two young girls and I realized that I was not in any sort of physical shape to see myself being able to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this cannot go on. And the thing about physical exercise and taking care of ourselves physically for me has, it has helped me spiritually, emotionally, and mentally to be a better mom. I think we think Mm -hmm. that it's going to be more exhausting for us, but really what it does for us is it does something to our bodies to intentionally take care of them, you know, and feed it well, fuel it well. And it's not to say that we don't, you know, have treats and things like that, but it's saying that overall we are treating our bodies as a temple of the Mm -hmm. Holy spirit and setting a good example for our kids too. Yeah. That's another thing that's really stood out to me is realizing the way that I care for myself models to my children, how they should live that they've, Mm -hmm. I've literally had a child say to me, I know how to do this because I've watched how you do it, mom. Yeah. And realizing I am telling them this is how I care for my body is modeling how you should be caring for your body. And I mean, I, I know there's passages too that talk, there's that passage that talks about charm is deceit, 
Charm is deceptive deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, Mm -hmm. but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised that that's my ultimate desire. This isn't about beauty. This isn't about charm, but I want us to be able to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and strength requires a strong body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's something that that's been my journey the last six to seven years is finding a rhythm that is sustainable for me to stay physical and stay active. Okay. That's great. That's actually what I was going to ask you is, will you share yeah. with us? We talked about the spirit, sure. some healthy ideas for a spiritual mm-hmm. rhythm. Let's talk yeah. about some healthy physical rhythms. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, seven years ago, I realized how unhealthy I was and I, I grew up playing volleyball and I would say I was, you know, a, not a natural athlete, but I was, a, I, could, I worked at it to be an athlete. Um, and, but I grew up and I, I had an eating disorder growing up and was a yo-yo dieter. And I just had never had it modeled to me what it meant to actually physically take care of my body. Mm. And so I started with a program, um, that I started working out 30 minutes a day and it honestly like changed everything for me emotionally, spiritually went through a really, really hard time in my life during that year. And I feel like, um, exercise was what helped keep me mentally stable and healthy. Um, and I lost 45 pounds and 45 inches on my body. And this was after my second child was like 17 months old. Um, so not directly postpartum, but still postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, and then was able to, I've been just able to keep up that pattern throughout my next two pregnancies. And, um, it has made such a difference for me to have that sustainable rhythm. But like I said before, like I've had to create patterns in place that this has become a habit because if I make it something that's negotiable, it doesn't happen, but it has become the last six to seven years for me. Um, it's like one of my passions is helping women, you know, uh, find a pattern of self-care physically, um, that leads to spiritual health as well. So I work out, um, in the morning, right after I do my quiet time and I, my workouts generally are no longer than 30 minutes. Cause I don't have time to do longer. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I've found that has been so life giving for me to do that. I was, I used to be on depression medication with when I was younger and I've been able for me personally to stay off of depression medication through physical exercise. And I, I'm not saying anything against, you know, I think there's (laughs) definitely a time for that. And, um, I have thought many times about going back on, but for me, exercise has helped me to be mentally able to take care of those in my life without, you know, going back on medication. Um, and someday I may go back on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but I, it has been such a key for me and to staying also spiritually healthy as well. Mm -hmm. I really believe that those two go together. Mm -hmm. Well, I really like that you mentioned that it's been a whole journey for you and you had to establish Mm -hmm. these different steps, like step at a time, because I do think it can feel really overwhelming to think, yeah, easy for you to say, like you're there, you do all these things and I'm in this starting place. And so I would just want to encourage a mom, if there's an overwhelmed mom or someone thinking like, okay, this is great, but like, I'm not there right now. Picking a place to start for me, I am not, I am not deep into the regularly exercising my body place right now. I had to tell myself I have to start somewhere. So the starting place for me, I said was what it's finding the, the space and the time to work out regularly felt like more than my body and like heart could take on right now. Mm -hmm. But I knew it's not actually adding anything to my life. If I just quit eating sugar, (laughs) like that's actually taking something away from my life. I can control that. And I believe that taking that out would 
for the, a season, doesn't have to be forever until I'm in a healthy place, that removing it for a time would allow my body to be in a healthier place than it otherwise is. So if you're in a place where you're saying, I can't imagine adding something into my life right now, mm-hmm. consider what you could take out of your life mm-hmm. instead, because there's yeah. probably things that you could remove and say, I'm no longer going to consume this. I'm no longer going to put this in my body. And um, the, the journey of realizing how much we control of our health by what we're putting in our bodies has been huge for me. And honestly, I've been sitting in that place for a little over a year. So if this is feeling like, yes, I want to do this. And yes, I think this is important, but where in the world do I even start? I want to encourage you that if it's, if your starting place is simply by really taking inventory of what do you put in your body and how could you shift that first? That's okay. It's not necessarily going to start with this consistency of doing more. It might start with what you're doing a little less of, and there's still obedience and God will honor that. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to really chew on that one too, because that's really good. And I think another thing that was coming to mind when you were talking about that too, is like, you can add it, add in things to the rhythms of your day as a mom too, right? Like if you're listening to this during the summertime, what better time to involve your kids than getting out and going for a walk? They love to be outside, Mm -hmm. right? So just maybe make it where you power walk for five minutes with your kids instead of just walking with them, you know, or you all go on a bike ride together as a family and you say, Hey guys, this summer, let's go on a bike ride three times a week. And if your kids are old enough, they will keep you accountable to it because they want that time with you, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's jumping on the trampoline with your kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, adding it into the rhythms of your family too. Um, because I think lots of times we look at it like, this is my journey and my family's kind of over here when really we can be creative. We're moms. <laughs> We're very creative people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know, we can, we can combine the two and make it work for you. And like you said, I think that's great advice, a great place to start. Just start with, you know, thinking about what you could take out, taking five minutes a day of intentional movement or exercise Mm -hmm. and find, I think what was key for me, what was missing for me was I was trying to do it all by myself and Mm. God did not intend for us to do things by ourselves. We were intended to live in community, to do life in community, to do motherhood in community. And I believe even do our fitness journeys in, in community. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more fun when you work out or you walk with friends, it's so much more fun. So, and that's really where I found a lot of joy is helping women realize that they're not alone in their journey of fitness and whatever you're struggling with that makes you feel alone as a mom in your journey, I can guarantee you, you are not alone. So don't let the enemy get into your head and make you think that you are alone. Cause first of all, the God of this universe who created you, who created your body, who desires for you to be your, your best version of yourself in him is with you inside of you behind you and before you, and he wants to help you with your journey. So first and foremost, I want to encourage you to invite him into it and he's going to help you. His Holy spirit is going to help you get creative for how mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually an excellent place to wrap things up is I'm going to pray for us and then, uh, give a couple little uh, ideas at the very end. So let, let me pray specifically for what something you just said that just is on my heart right now. Mm-hmm. Lord, Holy Spirit, you are an active God who is an active participant in 
all of our lives and every part and you designed us. So you know what's best for us. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you will bring to mind an idea of what a mom can do to be pursuing caring for herself physically and caring for herself spiritually this summer. Bring that to her mind and bring a friend to mind that she can ask to join her in this journey because we know that her friend needs it too. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you will use her as a minister to her friend by encouraging her in this so that she can build her up and they can continue to do life together as you have intended it to with this fullness of life uh, in our spirits and in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, for knowing that you are a God who is present in every woman who's listening, no matter whether it's in the middle of laundry or driving in the car or doing dishes, that you are there. You are there in that place. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Margo, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. This is fun been great being together. And I want to direct moms to a couple of places before we finish. So one is if you haven't listened to episode 86, it was, or sorry, not 86, 68, episode 68. It was all the way back in January of 2022. And we talked about body image idolatry and it was a really excellent conversation. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back to episode 68 about body image idolatry and listen to that one. It will be an excellent follow-up to this conversation that we got to have. And then also to encourage you to follow uh, our Instagrams this week that we're going to look for some more ways to just be encouraging you and pointing you specifically to Jesus and growing closer to him as that is the best way that we can be taking care of ourselves. So I hope this was a lot of encouragement to you and that you will be able to share it with your friends so that they can walk alongside this journey with you. It was so good being with you today. Look forward to seeing you next week, friends. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.